Thank you for listening to Crossroads Community Church of Jefferson Hills. At Crossroads, our mission is to be the church by sharing and showing the love of Christ and inviting others to be recipients of Christ's love. Now, here is this week's message from Pastor Floyd Hughes. All right, good morning, Crossroads. Uh, Welcome to our sunrise uh, worship celebration where we love celebrating Jesus even at this, well, at least it's not dark anymore, (laughs) but early in the morning. Um, I thought I was a morning person until I had to get up for this, which proved I am totally not. So what I'm going to ask us to do is uh, I'm going to ask us to stand. Uh, I like to start our sunrise celebrations with this kind of semi- Uh, old school but somewhat new school version of Because He Lives. Uh, So I'm going to ask you guys to just sing along. And it's not the whole song, it's just a portion of it, but I love this version of it. Uh, And yeah, just, just join in. God sent his son, they called him Jesus, he came to love, heal and forgive, he lived and died to buy my To prove my Savior lives Because He lives I can face tomorrow Because He lives All fear is gone The living just because he lives is worth the living just because he lives. Amen. God, we are so grateful that life is truly worth the living because of you, because of your sacrifice, because of the empty tomb. And we praise you and thank you this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Uh, you guys can be seated. I want to read through a passage of Scripture, the passage that kind of brought us here this early in the morning. And then, in a few minutes, I'm going to ask all of you to read through a portion of it with me. And I know it's early, and you're like, wait, we have to read too, but coffee, there's lots of it. Just get caffeinated. It's just a couple of short verses. Uh, So I'm going to read through these verses 
Um, wow, technical difficulties. Okay. Read through these verses. One more time. Read through these verses. There we go. <clears throat> On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. And uh, really quickly, I mean, everyone agrees first day of the week is Sunday. That's why we're here doing this. Uh, here's the thing, though. We as Christians find the most ridiculous things to argue and debate over. And, and I didn't realize this, but there's literally still an ongoing debate among theologians about when early in the morning is. Like, seriously, some say, oh, it's, it's like 3.30 or 4 o'clock in the morning, which is when I got up, which to me, very early in the morning. Others say, no, it's just right before sunrise, which is why most people call their services sunrise services. Uh, some say, no, it was just after sunrise. Here's the reality. <clears throat> you know when early in the morning is? Whenever it's before you're used to getting up. That's when early in the morning is. Doesn't matter what time they assign to it. Uh, for most of us, this very early in the morning, right? So they went to the tomb, and they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. Now, here's a side note. Uh, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, right? Because this is where theologians agree, that the two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning, they were likely angelic beings. And most theologians agree that they're probably the same angelic beings that we talked about, because later, when Jesus ascends into heaven, there's going to be two men in, in white clothing that approach the disciples and say, hey, he's going to return the same way you watched him leave. And most theologians believe it's the same two angelic beings, right? So in their fright, <clears throat> excuse me, the women bowed down their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. And this is the key thing. This is the focus this morning. He said, or they said, remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. Now, here's the reality. Most of us deal with the same thing that these women were dealing with. They were dealing with their cultural practices. Because even though it says Jesus told them, hey, this is what's going to happen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be handed over to sinners. I'm going to be killed. I'm going to die. But then I'm going to rise on the third day. But the reality is when the women went to the tomb, they weren't expecting to find an empty tomb despite what Jesus said. They were going expecting to have to deal with the body and to anoint it. Uh, and this is, this, is, this is the way that most people approach the church and approach Jesus, right? Most people approach Jesus and the church based on their culture, based on their upbringing, based on what their cultural practices are. They don't approach it based on the reality of what the word of God says, or what God has promised, or what God has done, they approach it based on, here's what our culture says, here's what, this is what we're supposed to do. And we can't judge them for that, because uh, this is what most of us do as well. We approach it, we approach everything based on our upbringing. Now, Jesus had already told them, 
right? And, and I'm going to reiterate this over and over. Um, the, oops, sorry. The women who had come with Jesus from Galilee followed Joseph, saw the tomb, saw how his body was laid in it. Then he went home and prepared spices and perfumes because that's what their culture did, right? So in their culture, when someone died, then after they were dead, then they would go and they would prepare, prepare spices and perfumes, and they would go and anoint the body. So even though Jesus said, hey, you're not going to find a body, because of this is what their culture said, they went expecting to anoint the body, right? Uh, but then they rested on the Sabbath in obedience to the commandment. Now, we do the same thing, right? If, if Jesus had shown up today or in our day, had went around and gathered a following of people saying, hey, I'm the son of God, and said, this is what's going to happen, and this is what's going to happen, and this is what's going to happen. If he had shown up in our day today, and then he had died, even most of us who believed that, okay, he was the son of God, we would have done the same thing. Because when a funeral happens in our culture, we have cultural practices. So many people would have sent flowers, right, to his funeral, because so many people, we still do that, right? Or, well, we... Some people do, most people would just make a Facebook post saying, so sorry for your loss, and not the same thing, but that, that's what we do in our culture. Uh, we wear black, which is, 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 you know, that's why I'm dressed in a suit, that's why I'm dressed in black, because we wear black as a sign of mourning. Side note, <clears throat> I was doing a, uh, the Moms podcast with Lene and, and uh, Rachel, and Lene's here, so I can talk about her. And I told her, I was like, I told them, I was like, I'm going to wear a suit on Sunday. And they were both like, why? What happened? Did you get in trouble or something? Because I don't normally wear a suit. So I was like, no, I'm just going to wear a suit and a tie, and not a light-up tie, an actual tie, not one that like, lights up like I normally do. But those are the things we do at a funeral, right? You dress up, you wear a suit. Afterward, you have, uh, was it potato salad? like the only time potato salad gets eaten, funerals and picnics, but you have a meal. Those are the cultural practices that we do when there's a funeral. So if Jesus had appeared in our time and lived among us and walked among us and then died, we would have done the same cultural thing that they did. Their cultural thing was going to anoint the body uh, with spices. Now, Again, we can't judge them because that's what we do, but here's, here's the important point. We can't let our cultural standards overcome Scripture, overcome what the Word of God says, right? Whenever, especially when it's something cultural that's emotional, like over the last couple of days we've had, you know, there's still a war in the Ukraine. Uh, uh, there was this mass shooting in Brooklyn. Uh, Larry just told me there was a shooting downtown in Pittsburgh. And, and, and when these type of things happen, we can't let our cultural standards overcome the promises that God has said and set forth in his word. But that's what most people do. We tend to bypass what the word of God said and we cling to what the culture says. Or we cling to what a politician says. Or this is my favorite one. We cling to what a famous actor who we never met and doesn't know God said. We tend to cling to what the culture and what people say rather than clinging to what the word of God says. Now, here's the thing. <clears throat> the angels told them, he is not here. He has risen. 
and remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. And this is what he told them over and over and over, multiple times. And it was confirmed because the word of God said it over and over and over. Isaiah, Ezekiel, Zechariah, all these, all these Old Testament verses that said this is what was going to happen. And I want you guys to read this part with me where it says the Son of Man must be delivered. You ready? If you Take a sip of coffee if you need a caffeine up. You ready? The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. And the reality is that's kind of hard to believe. And then later uh, at our resurrection celebration, we'll talk more about the reality of that. But it's what Jesus told them. It's what the Word of God said. It's what the prophets had told them. And the thing is, they didn't just have to, we, when we hear the word of God, we have to put our faith in, you know, hey, this is what the word of God said. We have to put our faith in oh, the hundreds upon hundreds of prophecies that have been fulfilled. We have to put our faith in the fact that 2,000 years ago that the resurrection happened and trust that they found the empty tomb. And we'll talk about that later in the next service. But here's the thing. They didn't have to just put their faith in that. They literally had God in the flesh saying, hey, Here's what's about to happen. And the key is that they went, instead of trusting the word of God, they decided we're going to trust our culture and our upbringing because that's what happens. And here's, here's, here's the thing. We have to not let our emotional situations contradict God, God's revelation. And we can get very emotional when we're dealing with financial struggles but the word of God says that he's going to provide for us and he can meet every need. We can get really emotional when we're dealing with sickness and we're in pain and we're hurting. And the longer it goes on, then the more our faith decreases. But we have to remember that we have a God who overcame sickness and death. And we can get really, really struggling when we're dealing with a financial crisis or with a family crisis when we're not getting along with family. But we have to remember that the goal is to be reconciled to God and his family. And it's really hard when we're dealing with something emotional. But we have to remember what the word of God says. We have to remember the promises that he put forth in his word. And the key is don't forget what God said. Don't forget what his word said. Don't forget the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times where God has shown up and overcome situations and lifted people out of trials and lifted people out of tribulations. And don't forget, because this is what happened. They got there, and once they remembered, once the angels reminded them, then they remembered his words. Sometimes it takes someone uh, uh, sharing a Bible verse or talking to us about the Word of God or uh, kind of encouraging us before we remember, here's what God's Word says. So for everyone who decided to get up this morning or, you know, watching online from your couch, good morning to all you guys, um, don't forget what God's Word says. Don't forget the significance of what the empty tomb means. It means that God is faithful to do everything that he said he would for us. It means that every time that, that we come across an emotional struggle or a trial or a tribulation or a financial or a family issue or, or we see a cultural issue, that we get our strength, our joy, our perseverance from trusting what God has said over and over and over in his word.
So I'm going to ask you guys to bow your head. I was going to sing another song, but I'm just going to pray. I'm going to ask you guys to bow your head. God, we lift up every single person who may be going through a trial right now, whether it be emotional, whether it be financial, whether it be any kind of struggle. We lift up every single person who may be dealing with a family crisis or a financial crisis. We lift up the families of, of all the shootings that have happened recently. We lift up the families in the Ukraine who, who had to leave their homes or had their homes destroyed and all the, the women and children <clears throat> who had to uh, leave their homes while their husbands and sons and brothers went to fight and all of the husbands, brothers, sisters, sons, and children who had to become soldiers to fight to defend their land. We lift all of them up to you and we pray that those who have put their faith and their trust in you do not forget what you have promised in your word. That although oh, we will have trials, in this world, we will have struggles. In this world, we will have issues. In this world, we will have sickness and death and pain and mean people and political strife. But we remember your word that because of the empty tomb, we know that you have overcome the world. And although we may have to face those issues, that spiritually we can overcome them through what you and your son have done for us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Um, told you it was going to be short. Were you timing this? Okay, all right. Uh, thank you guys for coming out early this morning. Our next celebration is going to be at 11.07. So hopefully all of you guys will be there for that. Uh, I'm going to pray for the food real quickly. Um, and I don't smell the sausage. Did you bring the sausage? Okay, all right, all right. God, we just thank you so much for allowing us to gather. Thank you for everyone that's here. I pray that you would bless this food to our body. And while we eat and while we celebrate and while we rejoice this morning, we pray that you would bless it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen.